God, we are, uh, we're just so thankful for that fact that we can mess up over and over and over, but no matter what, um, you're the God who's going to be there. You're going to stay with us, um, but we just pray that we are open to you. We thank you, God, and we love you. Amen. Happy Sunday to everyone. Man. It's October. Did you guys know it's October? Is it weird that it's October? Are you guys celebrating it's almost over? The whole 2020 thing? Yeah, it's it's almost over. Anyway, welcome everyone. Uh, my name is Daniel Baker. If you are brand new here, and I am the pastor here at Lighthouse Christian Church, if you're tuning in, uh, you didn't stumble upon our church by accident. Uh, please stay and listen. Uh, I think we have a great message for today, and I'm excited for uh, everyone to hear it. I'm hoping people uh, are lifted up and encouraged by today's message. Um, if you hear me go time out, give me a minute. I'm very dizzy this morning. I'm, I'm struggling with vertigo. I've had it for about five days, so if you see me swaying... It's just me. All right, it's not you. It's just me. Uh, it's not an earthquake or anything. Um, it's just been a, it's not been the funnest thing I've had to deal with. Um, sometimes I think pain is better than spins. I, I was that kid, I wouldn't go on any ride when I was a kid that spun in a circle or spun this way or whatever way. It, that wasn't me. I couldn't do it. So <clears throat> anyway, it is October. Uh, we are counting down 2020. I'm super excited about that. Um, but to end, at the end of the month, we're doing our trunk or treat. We're trying to reach some kiddos and give them a safe place to come and have a COVID-free Halloween. So if you want to decorate your car, your trunk, you pull it in backwards, you get it all decorated up nice, and you can sit there in a chair and pass out candy to kids. It's going to be a lot of fun. I want to encourage you to do that, uh, which also means we need candy. Is there an echo? It really sounds like an echo, and it's driving me bonkers. Um, could be the vertigo. Could be me. Might not even be that. But we also need candy. Please bring in candy donations. You can bring them in all week. You can bring them in on Sundays. Uh, believe it or not, we're probably going to need about 100 gallons worth of candy. I'm serious. Like, I've done this before. You go through trash cans of candy. I do not want to send these kids home with just a measly little bag of candy. I want to give them the good stuff. I want them to have rotten teeth. I want our dentists in our area to make a good living off of our children. It's okay. So they already are. Well, that's because you have a lot of them. And so do I. So I understand. So anyway, also, uh, we uh, are having another ladies' night. Uh, Tawny has been trying to put these together on a monthly basis. It's uh, not ladies' night out, Woohoo! it's not quite like that, so we don't do that. This is church, uh, so, uh, but it's just a chance for the ladies to get together, have a meal together, get to know each other of all age groups. It's going to be on December, excuse me, October 20th. I'm trying to hurry this 2020 thing up, so October 25th, it's on a Sunday, Sunday evening at El Trio Loco. It's the restaurant right down the road. It's the Mexican food that is probably the best in all of Clatsop County. I want to encourage you to go there and uh, just enjoy an evening with all the different ladies, all the different age groups, get to know each other. Uh, also, oh, 
I say today? Six o'clock. Sorry, I skipped that part. Uh, also, something we are doing new here is Operation Christmas Child. Uh, I know it was done in the past, and it kind of went away for a while. Tawny is heading that up. She has uh, already got all the boxes. She's got everything she needs for it. So if you are interested in doing Operation Christmas Child, if you're interested in doing Operation Christmas Child, I really want to encourage you to go talk to Tawny today to do Operation Christmas Child. That young child right there loves it, so be like her and love to do that. And go get a box, fill it up, and we will send it to some children in need. It's a lot of fun. Uh, also, we are doing two other sign-ups uh, that are, we're going to do two things different. Please sign up for the Welcome Center. We need to have two people there. I would like to have two people there so that way, uh, as we get to open back up, people can show someone around if they are new, and someone can still stay there and man the station. Uh, uh, my wife and Tom, well, Tom from Mother and my wife, which is your first, but they uh, have been doing it for a long time, and it's just a great, a great place to uh, welcome new folks if they want to get more than people that have information. Um, and lastly, all of those of you who have signed up for a group of kids for our youth group, we want to thank you for that. Uh, we're going to make it a little easier on you. These kids don't know what group food is. You don't. They would rather have snacks. So if you could get me easy on everyone, if you wouldn't mind uh, getting snacks instead of it for you, please, because they don't eat. They will snack instead. I want to point out how nice they are to eat that little things in front of me. They don't want to know what food they're eating on days and stuff. And so we want to respect their privacy and give them snacks. Anyway, all right. Let's pray real quick and then let's kick off this series. Heavenly Father, for this morning. I thank you for uh, everyone that was able to come here today. I thank you for everyone tuning in uh, live online and on Facebook. And Lord, let this prove this message as if it's applied to you and to every single person here. Every person listening, whoever may listen to it in the future. Lord, and I just pray that it brings them closer to you. It helps them see things differently because they're stepping closer and closer to you each day. Lord God, give this message over, and I just ask that you bless everyone else as we listen. So we are starting a brand new sermon series called Mortal Life. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, Wednesday night. We want to do Wednesday night, uh, 6 o'clock to 7 o'clock. We're doing the Jesus Conference, and if you signed up for that, there's some information on the Welcome Center you need to pick up. If you haven't signed up for that, please make sure that you sign up right here on Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. Here we go. Brand new series, Mortal Life. Sorry, we just don't do that last, last week, so don't get my foot off. So, uh, what we mean by Mortal Life here is uh, going through such a hard year. This year is unlike any year I think anyone in this room has ever witnessed. Um, I know. When uh, war starts, 9-11, it was hot. It was a weird time for me. I thought I was actually going to get drafted. I was 21 or 22 years old. Something like that. Anyway, so it was quite a while ago. It was a weird time, but it was great because the nation was coming together, not being able to find it. Everyone has masks on now. It's hot. Never in my life did I think everyone I know is trying to match their masks to their socks. Or their shirts, or their dress, or their purse, or their shoes. It's a mask. We're waiting. It's weird. And we're all here. And, and what 2020 has 
done by many of us is giving us into this whirlwind of breakthroughs that we haven't ever had to tackle before. We've gone through things that we really never thought we would have to go through before. It's an odd way to live. And so this series is basically going to touch on this for the next six weeks. How do we deal with things mentally? How do we get through things? Instead, optimistic about the future. How do we count it all joy? So is there more to life than having to wear a mask every day? Is there more to life than staying frustrated that things aren't reopening and problems are happening? So I'm thinking about this, and I think this is a big mental health issue here. I think we're born in a mental health crisis in that way, but we are in a COVID crisis. You guys are home more than you have to be with your family. Okay? That kids, obviously, domestic violence is through the roof. You know, children being abused is through the roof. It's horrible what's happening in our world today. It's 
show is on the edge while they're waiting for us to get back to the normal. What we at least know is this is extremely difficult for us. As we notice, the first time is emotional. It's this roller coaster of emotions. You go to the grocery store and it says it's just back and you're like four and a half and you're like, you're done. Come up with 
say that is I do it my life. That it leads to a positive cycle in life. Every day that we walk around thinking negatively, our lives are very negative. We have a very horrible life according to ourselves. Maybe not everyone. People look at me and they're like, why is never really great? Like, oh, my life is not going to tell you. Everything's wrong in my life. But I'm here today, and my goal is to help us be unshakable, positive, and optimistic people. Because we all need an industry of coming here for Jesus, to worship Jesus, and that we have Jesus. So, so our faith should be unshakable. Our positive outlook and joy in our life should be unshakable in all things. Everything that it is that we go through should be positive, even if it's hard. We still have hope for the future because our future is temporary. So enough of the bad news. Who's with me? Enough of the bad news. I don't want any more bad news. I'm sick of it. So we have to make some good news. But first, we need to talk about a couple things about safe optimism. Because I've had people tell me if you're optimistic, you're not living in reality. And this is a really good thing. It's amazing. And you say optimism is not a denial of reality. It is not a denial of reality. You're not going around saying, oh, there's no big deal. You're not acting like nothing's wrong. You're not saying that, you know, life isn't hard right now. That doesn't mean. You can't be optimistic through that moment in your life. Okay? Still stay optimistic. Or be optimistic doing that. Uh, I've heard people say optimism is a blind faith. You're just blind to what's going on. You have a blind faith. You're naive. Your hope is naive. Oh, that's just wishful thinking. I had a uh, mask on. We went garage sale. We had a mask on this morning. We're not supposed to do it. We had this like, little floppy thing going on in there. And I walked in, and the lady over there is like yelling, You got designer masks. Oh, well, anyway, it's me, that boy, you know, I'm going to try some on and do a little bit of that mask on because someone else comes behind you trying to ask you. Don't try it on that. So anyway, I go in and the lady's like, you need a mask. You know the ones I got. I don't know if she was trying to sell them to me, but I have one. I only bought one. I lost it. I'm hoping very soon I won't have to own it any longer. I'm not going to keep it. That's all I'm going to I'm going to scratch it back and put it back. But I told the lady, I said, hey, just so you know, I'm optimistic. I don't think we're going to have to wear these too much longer. Well, I put a little damper on this because she let me have it. She's like, I don't know what you're thinking. You're going to need lots of masks for a very long time. You know, I was being naive. No, I was being optimistic. I still had a mask on. Now, being naive is walking around elbow to elbow to everyone without a mask on right now. They said, oh, it's funny. That's being naive, okay? I'm not just fine. Okay? I was thinking you're serious. I just don't want to hold that and believe it. Anyway. So, I want to give you guys a meaning of what optimism really is. 
personally good spirit comes to your spirit in your life. So the meaning of optimism is it confidence about the future or a successful outcome. That's it. That's not real hard to take in. But sometimes it's real hard to spit it up. It's really hard for us to act in such a way. Here's a spiritual version. Optimism is the unwavering expectation that our love to God is working in every situation for the future of good. His good. This, if we align our good with His good, and we do working for our good, it's more of a story. We have to read the scripture. Because how is it we win if He's working for our good? So, Romans 8, 28, And we know that in all things, God works for the good. Most people stop reading that scripture right there. But you can't miss the most important part of this. It says, of those who love Him. So what I'm saying is, you must love Jesus, align your good with His good, and He's going to work for that. Does that make sense? Alright. How many of you have ever heard of impossible things? Maybe some of you have heard of it. It's like this. We've all had people that are just thinking, what's time? We've had impossible people that we've worked with, impossible bosses that we've worked with. And we're sitting there, I know Jesus is going to work all things out for good. Well, are you doing His will with that impossible boss? Because what's going to really happen is you're going to start praying for that impossible boss. He may never change, or she may never change, but you will. Your thoughts about that person is what is actually going to change, not the boss. Those are the boss's thoughts. So all the prayers are still Kingdom, maybe, but what happens is we change from the inside out. We can have to change. Of course, that's possible. What about financial status? Anybody ever lose that in their house or car or lose a job or uh, know where you're going to get your next bowl of top ramen from? It's a financial status, right? It's tough to live that way. We've all been through it, and yet. Saying, look, if you align yourself with me, it's not going to matter financially. Money doesn't matter. I will use it for my good if you align it with me. How many of you have million dollars? I actually have, I have the best money in the world. She actually works with us. How many of high school kids living at home? They're hard. Boy, it's hard to stay optimistic when high schoolers are living at home. Or if you have a high schooler saying this is for like a month, it's really hard, you know, to deal with them on a daily basis. It's really hard. Right? God is working for our good. 
doesn't mean you're going to sit there and you're going to pray to the Lord because you're pulled over off the side of the road with two flat tires on 111 days. The tires are just going to be Now, what he's going to do is he's going to keep you from throwing wrenches before it's going to supersede you. It's going to change your heart. That's what all of this is about. He wants to do everything for your good. When we start to follow him and love him and see his plan for us, everything seems to change for the good. It's amazing what happens when you pray for someone else. When you see things just a little bit different than you normally would, they change. No more disappointments. What I, what I notice is, See, when I go through life and go through all the difficult situations that I go through, but even a negative situation, full on negative situation, still has the potential to produce a positive place. He wants to make that a positive place. When things fail, it is negative, but he can definitely turn it into a positive and go, wisdom, not doing that again. That's positive right there. Or you can just stay the victim and stay inside that negativity and with it, and your world will be gone forever. That's what happens. Many of us live there way too much. See, God says, hey, look, I can get to this unwavering, unwavering expectation of you. But it isn't the mountains of money and health and wealth and things and belongings and creatures and whatever else it may be. It's not that's not what it is. His expectations we have yet to see. He's going to reach for us. The miracles that we do witness on a daily basis are quite amazing. You woke up today. You're breathing. That's a miracle. Babies being born to this world. That's a miracle. Uh, then keeping you from running out of gas after three days with the gas light on. And you're still ready for the gas light. It's a miracle. I do it way too often. It's a miracle. It has to do with loving God. Everything has to do with loving God. The more you love Jesus, the more you will witness His miracles in your life. And the more you will lay off of the negativity and start seeing the positivity as you're witnessing and going through this negative time in your life. How many of you seen a positive through 2020? How many of you seen miracles through 2020? Things happening just today. Huge miracles. There are huge miracles through all of this nonsense. It's amazing what we can still witness as God works around us through all this madness. He works in every situation for His kingdom, not ours. His kingdom. And when He does save our life partners, when He does save our We recognize that and give him the glory. Boom. That's the work that he brings in. This might sound a little confusing, but I really want you to try to dive deep into this question today. I want you to think about what you think about. Think about what you think about. How do you see the future? Think about what it is you think about every day. Think about what goes through your mind every single day and how do you see the future. Our thoughts are conceived by something positive 
what comes out. It's up to you to whether you want to stay inside that negativity or you want to find the positive. Negativity and worry and fear and anxiety leads to depression and sickness and wanting to stay eternal, living in the dark, not happy with anyone around you. And it's always bad news. It's always bad news. What consumes your mind? Where are you allowed to control your life right now? I'm going to hold it up here so I can keep speaking to you. I'm going to speak to you. The mindset you have is an expression of your thoughts that you think. The mindset you are living every single day is an expression of the thoughts that you have going through your mind every single day. Probably the best one right there. But I want more So we're going to have to do that. Our world's in trouble. How many of you feel like you trust the media? How many of you feel like you trust social media? Google. You Google it. You can get an answer. You can find the answer that you want. So how do you know which one is true? You feel like you can't trust anyone. It's harder to navigate. We start hating our circumstances because we're not happy with the circumstances. So we only can think about the circumstances that we're currently in instead of the positive that has come through some of those circumstances and the wisdom that we've gleaned from it. Our circumstances, I promise you, are not that bad. They're not that bad. They still could be worse. It's your choice to say, you know what, I'm going to stay here in the circumstances or I'm going to teach you the best of the world. I'm not saying this is dead overnight. I'm not saying this is stupid. I'm just going to use my closet thoughts all day long, and I'm going to walk around in this plethora uh, of positivity in my brain all the time. That doesn't happen anymore. I understand. But what I'm trying to get everyone to think about is we can have a different quality in high school. Now we're waiting for the ultimate quality of life. It's up to us on how we're going to navigate through that. All of your life will never exceed your thoughts. You will never exceed the quality of life that God is going to give you. Our thoughts can never outdo the thoughts of the Lord. His thoughts are higher than ours. His ways are higher than our ways. But too often, what we do is we find ourselves in this negative turmoil with the world that we're living in, and we break it away for negative thoughts instead of the positive thought of. Wow, God has a quality of life that none of us can even fathom. And that's why he says, come out of joy. It's not because of what we're going through here. It's because of what's to come. He has gone to prepare a place for us. So I want to give a problem with pessimism. Most people are going to have to deal with problem pessimism. That's negativity. to view negative events as personal and permanent. People that live in that mindset of being a negative entity all the time is an absolutely great thing. When you live in this negative world, 
we see negative things happening around us and we actually take them as personal and we also will start taking them as permanent. I can't tell you how many people think they're going to have to wear a mask for the rest of their life. You won't. You don't have to. I'm not a doctor. But guess what? You won't. It's your choice. Can you wear one now until they figure some of this stuff out? Sure. Thank you. 
going to come back. It's never going to be the same. But I hope it's never the same. It's been the same since March. The faith is changing. It's horrible. We want to be better than it. We want to be better than it. Normal. Many of us go, well, you know what? I'll never get that job that I want. Just be doing it for so long. And they still haven't got it. And now I'm 65 and I'm going to retire. And you never got it. This is the great one, but this one is just Time's pretty good, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys are retired here so far? It's not so bad. Does it work for more money? Yes. It's not a very good time. Congratulations, by the way. There's many people that say, well, the virus is unstoppable, and they have to wear masks for the rest of my life. The world's not going to be safe for them. But what is the world that kind of like really safe? I mean, in reality, you can walk out there now and you get by a place. And that's going to happen. You have a better chance of going outside getting hit by a city bus right now than probably getting COVID. Seriously. Because there's more buses in our county than there are people COVID. So that means you have a better chance. There's many times in our life where it's just a struggle for the day. You know, we're 86 feet and it's so bad. Right? 86 feet. Yeah, not so bad. You don't want to go out that way. You want to be positive. You want to take as many people as you can to Jesus. We have to start being content with wherever it is that we are at, no matter the struggle. Find a blessing. I woke up this morning, I'm breathing, I have a roof over my head. Maybe if you don't even have a roof over your head, you have someone that you know that loves you. It's not about what we don't have. As we start paying more attention to what we do have, we start counting the blessings. And positive, positive reactions, thoughts start coming out of it. Being satisfied. We are a world of gluttons in America. If you don't believe me, go out to eat some people. They will give you a plate just to your head. They might know where you go. It just happens. We're gluttons. We like food. It's just about being satisfied where you can say, you know what? I'm so good to go play. Then they'll just go to you and ask for it. And now you're starting to take care of the medical of yourself. That's where you are. It's a whole new outlook. Two of us walked in this morning feeling blessed. I hope one of my kids feels blessed. I have to feel blessed. My son is blessed. That's a blessing. Thank you, Jesus. We can still meet in person someone. That is a blessing. We can still have church even online. That's a blessing. Could you imagine if this was 35 years ago? Honestly, the churches would have been because there was no communication like we have today. It's pretty amazing. Being content and satisfied and blessed, being optimistic, it's not a state of just being content. It's a state of mind. It's a state of mind that we need to choose to live in. God is saying, hey, look, count it all for joy. Count it all joy. Stay here in your minds. Because what consumes our minds controls our lives. 
future thoughts? Does it change for your future? What's your future look like? Or is it fear? Are you living in fear daily? Yeah, I don't know how much longer I can keep my job. I don't know, I just don't do business. I don't know how that's going to work out. My heart's going to make this noise. I don't know if it's going to break down. But I'm just going to It's got to break the comfort. Every car wins. Stone, not some medical patients. Throwing rocks at him. 
horrible. He was shipwrecked, left overnight, betrayed, beaten, and left for dead. How many of that? How many of you have sat in? And this is Paul saying, hey, what's going on there? It's coming. Just wait a little longer. It's coming. Just hold tight. Don't worry about the negativity that we're living in on a daily basis. Start looking at the blessings. What experience are you having with hardship right now? Is it facing job loss? Are you just worried to think about something in your family? Maybe it's you and your battle with cancer. You're going through something horrendous. You're in fear for your life. What's next? Maybe you're in a relational challenge with your marriage. Through COVID, it hasn't been easy. It wasn't good before COVID. Now the COVID here is worse. How are we living? How are we seeing our spouses? Man, I can't tell you how empty I have become since COVID. I'm a pastor. I'm supposed to be gentle, loving, and kind, and the fruit of the Spirit all the time. It's open to all of us. Thank you. 
way into to us. He gives us this advocate. He goes, I'm always going to be with you. Well, how? He gives us this spirit. It's something that is supposed to bring us out of this turmoil that we're always living in. Help us to see things so much different. When you feel incapable, he will make you capable. When you feel unsure, he will make you certain. If you are worn out, he will give you a little more.
confusing the things about it. It's like confusing the whatever you do, whatever, and that's all you can think of. Thank you. 